Hi, I'm Chris Roberts, and this is Late Night Vacuum. Why? Why did you wake me? Welcome to the Late Night Vacuum. And we return with yet another episode of Late Night Vacuum. I am Grockies, one of the two hosts here. The far lesser of the two, honestly. Because I enjoy embarrassing Dublar by saying he's superior. It, it gets on his nerves. But the superior one, Dublar Thackeray, who is obviously frozen in amazed astonishment. All the amazed astonishment. Let's see how long he can hold this pose. Either that or his... I can't tell if he's frozen. Nope, he's wiggling a little bit. He's messing with me. There was a little Fuck bit of a head you. wiggle. Hello, everybody. I hope you're well. And Greg, he's shut your hole. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, I, again, I hope everyone is good. Um, uh, Grankies, I hope you're well. I am doing amazingly well, for the most part. Well, as we must all be. Uh, shall we uh, sync on the count of three? One, two, three. Je, Je suele. Suelen. Suelen. Whoops. Shall we sync on the count of three? One, two, three. Well, you slowed up on that one. I had to. Well, we didn't do our see. We didn't do our clap and timing tests as well, because um, sometimes, even though we look as if we're broadcasting at the same time, we may actually have like a uh, about five hundred milliseconds to fifty milliseconds off. So we always have to kind of adjust on the fly. But such is life. Well, I always go off of your count because whenever it comes through on my side. It gets slowed to you, but to everyone in the audience, it's same time. And this is the sexy kind of pre-pre-pre-show talk Grackies and I have. And audience, you're welcome. This was our sneak peek. Um, so, so, <laughs> so, Monsieur Fucknuts, um, I hope you've I hope you've been having fun. What um, we've got a few nice things to talk about. Um, Really, uh, this was uh, a nerd paradise for me from the, st the week of Star Citizen. But yes. before we go there, um, what have you been playing? What have you been up to, sir? Oh, God. Uh, I took a little bit of a break from Overwatch, actually. I, I, no. I didn't play that too much this week. I think I got a couple of games in and that's it. But uh, I've been playing Star Citizen, which we'll talk about later, as always. Mm -hmm. And also been playing some Seven Days to Die. Yes. Oh, you've you've set up a server, haven't you? Uh, yeah, it runs off my local machine at the same time. So, holy shit, that was that's 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 um, yes, that could be fun. Well, it's it, I have to be playing the game for it to run, so it works as part of the game. So as long as it isn't like twenty people all across the map, I'm okay. If it's like six people pretty close together or two groups of three, that sort of thing, we're fine. Otherwise, it starts to get a little laggy. Mm. Um, so, uh, anything else you've been uh, playing around with? or uh, well, I, there, know, I know you've been playing around with one thing. There's another game on my phone. 
Star Wars Galaxy yes. of Heroes. Speaking of which, uh, uh, hold on, I need to. You put that phone down right no, now. No, I need. I need to check on things. I can't, it's it's it, it's midichlorian. Stu- okay, I'll put the phone down. Put the fucking phone down. Um. Uh. So Grakis and I, we do our pre-show before we do our live show, and that's with the um audience then people kind of come in but we also do a pre-pre-show so and that's kind of where we talk about the things we want to discuss and and whatnot and there's grad keys the entire time going i'm like i'm not getting through to this guy you were doing the but, same thing well i had nothing else to do um yeah, Grackies and I are both playing um, uh, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Um, now, from my side, it's been it's been a weird week because, um, as ever, I'm barely able to play games. Um, but uh, I spent most of this week either uh, at an awards ceremony or um, on my back um, with painkillers because I've managed to do myself an injury. And... Uh, so the the phone has become quite a handy thing there. Um, I was playing um, play, uh, Magic the Gathering Plane Walker game. Oh, I know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and while I was enjoying it, it it I felt as if I hit an artificial level where the cards I was getting in order to play just weren't cutting it in the arenas and so on. Yep. And it's kind of very obvious that you need to, even though they're not pushing you, like with pop-ups and messaging, it's very obvious that to kind of cross the threshold, um, I need to purchase cards. So um, not not entirely happy with that, shall we say. Well, it's just like the real Magic the Gathering card game. If you don't buy a lot of booster packs, you end up short on cards for tournaments. Do you know, I may actually... Um, surprise you on this, but I've never played Magic the Gathering. Really, at all? No, never. I, never. I played ever, it so much when I was younger. Ever? Yeah, I've never done it. Um, so for me, it's an entirely new kind of. I mean, entirely new kind of thing. So I'm, I'm not really into that kind of world per se. Um, but uh, yesterday, um, uh, Bad News Gaming have uh, taken. Um, uh, Galaxy of Heroes on board uh, quite a lot and holy shit bowls it's it's amazing it's got I, I'd be just prior to that I played the Battlestar Galactica um, uh, kind of version of it mm-hmm. with uh, matchups and the, the the whatever you say about EA the actual game mechanisms underlying um, uh, uh, Galaxy of Heroes is exquisite it's, it's got it's very good now it did when i started playing it it, it um it almost f- felt like uh uh like a bukake overload i was being hit from all sides with so many options and things i was just accepting and claiming and claiming and accepting not having any idea but now i'm day two in it it all makes a lot more sense um uh, what I'm kind of curious about is uh, you've been playing it for a bit longer than me, um, I believe. You're what level are you at? I just hit 30. Right, I'm at level 13. I've been playing it for um, two and a half days. Fuck. 
Okay, so I'll ask you this question and chat. If anybody in chat is uh, playing the game, let us know. Um, what were your starters? Because I want to find out, uh, are we always getting the same starter mix? I got because, the Jedi yeah. Counselor and the Clone Trooper. Yeah, got got those two. Um, uh, and then came uh, Luke and Chewie. And by Luke, I mean Tatooine Luke, because there's multiple versions yeah. of Luke. <laughs> so you have, like, Tatooine Luke with a rifle, and then you end up with, like, Bespin Luke, or uh, Empire Strikes oh, Back got... Luke. I fought him as a boss, uh, so I know he's in the game. Okay, yeah, because I haven't, I haven't got that Luke yet. Um, so I've got, I also got um, a Scout Ewok. A scout Ewok, a scout Ewok. Yeah. Um, who is uh my little fluffy murder floofball? He's so um, good with that snipe shot. He does so is, much um, damage with that damn arrow. I I honestly think that <laughs> by playing this game and seeing how much damage they're doing and looking at that, I'm like those arrow, the stone in those arrows had to be made of some special material. It's not like regular stone. It's some super dense material, and Ewoks are actually like ten times stronger than humans to pull the bow well, to launch. To it. be honest, they are made of a special material. It's made of plot. <laughs> um, the most powerful material of them all. Um, so that's been, I think, our kind of game weeks. Um, uh, it's it's been a bit of an odd one. I I am I don't want to make resolutions because I failed uh, to keep them, but I do want to play at least one interesting game a week, and so hopefully, uh, Galaxy of Heroes is my escape uh to kind of uh, <laughs> make sure i've i kind of reached the, the goal um we'll see how next week goes um what's been happening this week in star citizen sir what's caught your eye well they've brought back around the verse with a special episode this one focused on one specific topic <sighs> mm, yeah yeah it was yeah they did that was quite good. Um, so, bit of background. Uh, m my degree is in part in linguistics. Um, now, it's not like a proper linguistics where I've actually learned something, um, <laughs> like another language or anything like that. No, I mean, who would want to do that? I mean, God, that would be usable. Um, but it's actually um, English linguistics. So, um, studying the breakdown um, of language and the acquisition of your own language and various other odds and sods, um, deep into the nitty gritty, uh, with a couple of wonderful left turns. Um, uh, if I, if there is anybody who who knows uh, what I speak, I'll just say this: subject, uh, project, conjunct, adjunct, um, and have achies. Um And this was just catnip to me. What an episode! Um, Grackies, I mean, what did you think of it? And uh, do you want to kind of summarize what what happened? Well, since we didn't say what the specific topic was, but you can kind of tell yeah. now. Oh shit, we didn't. Come no, uh, they gave us a sort of preview with, and please tell me the guy's name because I'm so bad with names. But they uh, brought out Billy D. Williams. <laughs> it wasn't quite Billy D. Williams, but um. They brought out the person that is creating languages for Star Citizen, specifically Vondul, 
and Jian or Jean, depending on which yeah. dialect of Jian is being spoken. <laughs> uh, uh, Britain uh, Watkins was the linguist. Aha. So, yes, language, so much language stuff. It, it was really, it was like 20 minutes of just language, 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 language how the languages he came up with them. Uh, the biggest thing in that video, though, that really caught my eye for the attention to detail, not only is he creating languages, they're, they're, he's creating real working languages. They're, mm -hmm. they're sort of amalgamations of bits and parts of stuff that we could actually utilize and then building from there and, and creating something. But the coolest thing that really, really caught my eye was when he was talking about the Vanduul written language. And what he did was he took and taped down his pinky finger and his thumb, so they were non-usable, and put large clawed fingers on his remaining three, and then started drawing out on sheets of tinfoil what mm -hmm. a three-fingered clawed hand might be able to form as shapes, yeah. which is how language is kind of developed. It's how how do you write how can you write in the dirt with a stick with your clawed hand with how, you know chisel and rock mm -hmm. and so he drew it out on the tinfoil so then he could cut it out he would actually cut out the different shapings and then you could see how the shapes formed into a specific pattern of symbols that their physiology could actually form and then how that would develop over time into something that would appear on a computer screen on a uh -huh. digital image and see so, where the roots are and you're like he created the root of a language from eons ago and then morphed it into computers <laughs> it's like what the hell so, so yeah so let's break it down let's kind of go through it sequentially um and you've hit me on the head so for the van door which was um the, the guts of of the episode um they uh looked at uh how how language would be created and they did he did exactly that thing he he created his claws and um he doodled on tin foil and he did it in um a naturally expressive way now what was interesting about that three core thing of course is that it uses the armature of your arm so again thankfully the physiology of a vandal is that they have they have the the arm muscles in the same places as us if not that would be a bit awkward um but uh, he was able to do that, create these sweeping um, uh, flows of uh, really quite elegant shapes that uh, uh, reflected the actual language of the Vandal. Um, but uh, you know, I uh, he's he's got like a huge and rich history in constructed in conlang and constructed languages. Yep. Um, but one of uh, two of the other interesting pieces about the Vandal language, and we saw some of this, we, we only saw actually, I should say, half of it, um, and then uh, not fully rendered, to say the least, uh, in Andy Circus and the various other actors' um, uh, uh, gestures. So, to, to 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 kind of simplify what I'm trying to say is that you've got the 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 spoken language you've got the written language but you've also got uh, a language of gestures uh, gestures and bioluminescence to um, yeah when he described it he said the bioluminescence and gesturing 
the gesturing more so, but the bioluminescence would act like uh, emotional emphasis almost behind whatever was being stated. Whether there was an exclamation to it or something like that, possibly it could, they could change patterns. Now, I don't know the Vandal's um, organs systems and, and, and all its kind of piping, but um, if uh, Vandal were to kind of walk across a bridge, uh, would do you ever imagine that bioluminescence would highlight the crop dusting? Wait, what? when you when you fart and you kind of you kind of pepper it through a group of people? Yeah, because you said I, I thought you said a bridge. Oh, as in a ship bridge. Uh, I was picturing yeah, a bridge yeah, yeah. over water, and I'm like, why would that? Be? Oh, as in the bridge uh, of that, a ship. That would be. I'm an idiot. That would be a that would be a bridge over troubled water. But I just imagine it. It's like, oh, Kathrak, you've done it again. <laughs> and it's like, and he's just kind of glowing. Maybe purple. their eyes can't see the uh, the the glow um, for that, that pattern, actually... but human eyes can see it. So we see it. We're like, ah, oh, oh, that bundle just farted. That actually was the basis of a really fun short story. Uh, I don't, I want to say Brian Aldiss, but uh, I'm probably wrong um, in that this alien race had... Uh, the mixture of um, types like males and females and various things, and they were identical. Um, and uh, it just so happened that uh, uh, the, uh, the the humans, I think, were picking off all the females, and they were the, they were, even though they were identical, they 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 had another thing, which meant that if they were kind of killed off, obviously bad things happened. And it turns out that the aliens um, couldn't color percept as we could so uh one was you know one was bright one color one was another color and bang we knew um, but they didn't see that spectrum yes um uh just a quick um uh, pop into chat uh tom neverwinter says uh talking about uh uh uh, uh Briton. um uh yeah I always when I say Briton, I always feel it's more of a country or a last name rather than a first name. Uh, but he says that uh, Britain made history and language of a culture using something so elegant and simple, which was the the clause and the writing. Um, the I just thought that was. It's going to be so interesting, just kind of understanding that the the vandal um have a have like we have with our hands like i'm doing right now talking to you we have our gesture based thing mm -hmm. be interesting to see how expressive that is if it's like what we have which is like a fragment language or it's actually an enhanced uh, a, a definite enhancement so that you can say something and then make a hand gesture to re-emphasize or to say something else um and the thing because that excites then, me yeah go, go on sorry all the emotes Oh, I see where you're going. <laughs> no, because for me, for me, I'm thinking um, I could say, hi, Grackies. I love you very much. Right. So I'm just giving um, uh, uh, Grackies my most important fingers there, as I said that. But the the entire idea is, uh, uh, you know, the idea to the ability to fully kind of counter um, what you're doing so like if you're a vandal i mean i'm thinking of this from like a player character viewpoint obviously it's not going to be like that um but a vandal could be speaking 
positive or saying something and the hands could be saying something else, the bioluminescence could be saying something else which other people pick up on and react accordingly. And I think that's just fucking amazing. Well, that, when um, they've talked about it, because they, they've talked about the languages before from a gameplay standpoint, which was mm -hmm. your Moby glass isn't going to work as a perfect translation device. So your yeah. your options that will pop up if you for some reason, end up actually getting to speak to, say, a Vanduul, they will mm -hmm. say something. And hey, your Moby Glass will give you a sort of Google Translate of what they said. However, if you actually learn their culture, learn their language, learn their gestures, they may do an emote and have a bioluminescent flash that makes it mean something completely else if you pick up on the subtlety and go, wait, that's not really the option I should go with. I need to go with this because these guys are really fucking dangerous and that's why I have to go with this option now. You see, I wish we had that for the English, American English language because when people tell me that something is fucking A, I don't know if it's awful or awesome. And if you could tell because they bioluminescent orange or green, mm -hmm. then you would know. But that's kind of interesting because for me, then, um, the Vandal language with all those kind of uh, modifiers, I mean, you could say this of most languages, but it then feels actually slightly more um, uh, Japanese, I would say, purely because it, it could involve a lot of contextual meaning. Um, so in terms of how that kind of language is kind of formed and whatnot. Uh, but that was really great to see. And then we had uh, the Xi'an. And as you said, with the dialect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Xi'an or Jean. Yeah. Um, now, hello, my name's Jean Xi'an. Uh, <laughs> will be, I will have to be the name of an, of an NPC character or maybe one of my characters. Um, that was really interesting. So there has been that discussion around is it Jean, is it Xi'an? And they've uh, accommodated that to say, in essence, they've simplified it down to a dialect, mm -hmm. which is that due to mandatory military service, uh, people will speak in a particular way. And it's actually a great indicator of your relationship to a person. Um, the two, uh, 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 de in, in, in Japanese and so forth. Or in um, Jian, it would be lei and I. Lei and I, yeah. Lei um, being the more proper addressing of someone, and I, if you're referred to as I, then that would be the more familiar thing. You're, you're more of a friend, you're a buddy out drinking with them, you're in their Hello, circle friend. then. <laughs> Actually, um, I will be so happy when we have, I'm not your buddy guy. <laughs> um, I'm not your buddy friend, and we have all of that. Done <laughs> I'm not in, your in lay. I. <laughs> I'm not your lay. I. <laughs> we need to. Uh, oh God, we need to do this in Xi'an now. That yeah, that's exactly where I'm coming from. I also need to do. Oh God, I, I think I need to do a whole who's on first in in the alien languages. <laughs> what have we started? Oh fuck. Um, a vandal who's on first it ends with violence um, <laughs> you get halfway through and then one just starts stabbing the other guy he gets to annoyed pretty much um, but um, what what I was kind of taken with with the idea that um, there's inform aka Ronan um, that there's formal slash informal it's the same like um, 
and I keep hitting the Japanese language because I do think there's a lot of fragments and a lot of kind of approaches here. Now, bear in mind, there are other languages in the world. I just happen to know Japanese. So uh, apologies for harping on. Um, but uh, with the structure and the, say, the honorifics, I don't see an honorifics in Jiang as of yet. Um, they seem like they'll uh, be there, though, because there are specific mentions in Jian of, but, let me find it, actually. Like so, so for example, if you're speaking in Japanese, you would you would say certain things in certain ways depending upon the level of the person that you're with. But at that moment, there's also like an entire, uh, the different way of speaking and kind of everything and writing that comes from like court level Japanese. Um, and for me, that's like. The, the 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 level of the circles that you're in and you're engaging with so we only have two levels with the, with the with the Jean, which is fair enough um but i i just love that idea i love that mechanic i'm surprised that it flips the way around that the that uh informal is military speak it Kind of makes sense, though, because they're going to be very insular in that. They're going to have to bark commands quickly. They're going to bond over drinking moments and stuff when they're on leave. And it's, you know, you think of, because I have a lot of friends that have been in the military, you think of them when they go out and they party together, the type of speak in a barracks and so forth, tends to be a little bit more informal, we'll say. But see, this, the way I kind of would view it, uh, like growing up in Scotland, you had a lot of informal language Friday night around a chippy, um, uh, uh, fish and chip shop. Um, and you would be more formal when uh, you went home. And yes, mom. Yes, dad. Mm. Um, well, I could, I could so see it because everyone has compulsory service where around the table like that, when you're out with friends in a bar setting or a outsetting ah, but that's informal. not what yeah but so but see that but to them they've made an now have i misunderstood or have i kind of got myself spun around but i thought that informal was the military informal is it comes as a basis from their compulsory military service but when he referred to it he also referred to it as out drinking with friends at a bar Okay. So okay, the, well that's the sort of quicker pronunciation mm. it's not as uh, it's more relaxed. Yeah, it's a bit more relaxed. Comes from that military background because it's compulsory, but it carries over into an informal setting. Whereas government and official oh, okay. business, art and culture and education would be the formal. So when he spoke of the society. So theoretically, um, we could have um, a comedy show called Jan at Home, and it w everybody would be hanging out as a family or non-family unit. Um, and they would be speaking casual, but because of their military, not because of their uh, the the rest of their culture and community and hierarchy. That's kind of where I'm thinking, which it kind of it underlies uh, just how militaristic the Jean um, would be. Yeah, as Brooklyn yeah. is saying, yeah, I thought that was odd because you'd think military was formal. Um, so Starsicle says the informal Jian register is probably used in a situation where there's camaraderie or personal closeness. So it's kind of for me, it's it's just very interesting that the um, the, the 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 language, as it were, for that comes from uh, uh, the military-industrial complex, as it were. 
rather than through other aspects of culture and society because you don't in our world you don't need to go through the military to have slang yep it just sort of but it, it in our world we had 30 years compulsory service it would change things a little bit but but yeah no it would it would because that's what i'm saying it just kind of underlines the yeah. it's a it's a militaristic culture as a way of life yep very much um, so. doesn't mean that um they are warmongers far from it it just means that that is such an ingrained part of their life it's it's the it's the root of their ability to be informal that's quite a thing um yeah uh <laughs> i guess it's a bit like us english says uh broken matt uh we don't bother to pronounce the words properly unless visiting the queen but i have a story for when we're uh not recording <laughs> that i can share um uh but yeah so i was i was particularly taken um with all of that and we got a scan of um the uh written um characters uh for the Zhan and uh uh Jean and uh Vandal languages and they panned sexually over the um the example sentences and um um oh uh, uh I, I'm, I'm not using the right words but i'll call them sound constructs how you make the noise the sounds and everything and um some people have graciously built those into a uh, whole images um which i have been playing around I, with today i'm looking at right now um there's um there's things missing on the sheets um you were you were noticing that there were a few things missing uh yeah i noticed there are a few things missing because when you look at some of the words for example like uh uh Suelen, which is the hello word there in lettering it would be x-e apostrophe s-u-e-l-e-n but when you break down the actual word you can find parts of it up above in the alphabet however not all of it there, there are a, especially going into other things like foreign names or like they have britain and john dave chris mm. um but there are other words in there when you're looking through where some of the alphabet that's used you go to match it to above where they gave you the alphabet and it's like wait a second there seems to be parts of it that are not all here completely uh for construct for grammar as well as things like it looks like they gave us a lot of the vowel systems but not yeah. the consonants and in the breakdown they they even show how the way the writing works has either vowel or vowel consonant consonant vowel or consonant vowel consonant in its formations so it, it seems like there might be some parts that either change grammatically with certain letters or it, so it's either a grammatical shift that we don't have rules for or there are consonants that are not here because they didn't give us everything it was just a preview now on the charts, and I think if I can, I'm going to um, grab hyperlinks, hyperlinks, and throw them into the audio podcast, so people listening to this can actually kind of take a look at them. Um, you can, uh, uh, you you can. Um, mine's been thrown. Sorry, I was just reading something in the chat. Uh, oh no, I've completely mind wiped. Uh oh. Oh, that that is so not good. Um. 
fuck. Fuck, I've broken. Oh no, he broke. Uh, <laughs> quick, talk about more languages. Um, we were talking about the... So we were discussing the split between the two and the culture behind it, the military culture. No, it was the last, the last 30 seconds. Oh, the last 30 seconds where... Uh, in that section, I was talking about how they had the structure of vowel, consonant, and vowel, and it appeared things were missing. Yes. Now, I do like in the um, in the in the in the sheets how they um, are looking at um, uh, how you can you know compound the sounds from verb to uh, verb, uh, consonant, verb, consonant, verb, and so these kind of things with the intonations. Um, and because the script that was seen in those sheets is, it's very kanji-like in that the things become compound. So you can see fragments of the script and then modifications to it. Part of the modifications, from what I can see just from a cursory look, uh, looks as if it's um, including intonation as well. Um, but I have to verify that, and that'll be quite interesting. Yeah, um, it it definitely looks like compounding because the opening part of J for J Swelan actually is the Ja XA, so yeah. it, it's part of that with the E line over it sounding in there. So it's consonant vowel and it's set up, but they don't give you those. So we have to figure out the grammatical rules on the words they've given us, but they've given us enough that it's basically a rosetta stone here and we could figure it out we don't have a dictionary for all the word meanings but we we could figure out entire chunks of this language at this point with what they've given and it is a functional language (laughs) and we shall and it shall be an awful lot of fun um now i mean obviously i'm a i'm a filthy banu lover um, so I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't give for the 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 Banu language. I was hoping to so see I... that too when they were talking about it. They gave us two of the three, basically, and whatever but... native Tavarin is, if that still exists. Um, and, uh, but to be honest, I think the uh, the only, I mean, how do you how would you say in Tavarin, uh, don't shoot? Because I think that's all they needed to say, wasn't wasn't it? Oh no! <coughs> are 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 we going to switch French jokes over to Devarin jokes now? Now you fuck with the French, and they'll fuck with you. So here's Devarin did as well. By, fuck you. Um, so the so the uh, the French um, have this uh, cheesy teen surrender monkey. Um, uh, uh, persona kind of happening and going on um uh, but in actual fact the french have only ever lost a couple of uh, of wars ever um now the 20th century shall we say wasn't the best for them um 19th they did pretty well though historically they've been i know again war is bad but sometimes things need to be done brrr, compromise um don't sleep well at night uh, the French, the 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 French are incredibly formidable and kick-ass. So anyhow, yay France. Um, Broken Matt uh, is saying in chat, I think players should be forced to learn it to do any business with the alien races. Too hardcore. Um, a little bit now, uh... because they've already talked about it and they said that they're going to have NPC translators. 
that you could hire. So there's going to be NPCs you could you could get with different ratings. So they'll be able to help you out in that way. If you, I mean, to learn a full language like that just to play a part of the game, that that's a bit much. But if you can hire NPCs or if your Moby Glass has a base translation, but a more advanced game exists behind it where you don't have to spend the credits if you want to take the time to learn it and you don't have, you get more advanced options as you go through it because your Moby Glass can't keep up with actual linguistics on that level, that's what I'm I'm for. You get a deeper game yeah. that way. So you can you can get a, a sort of deeper game to the within the game by learning the languages. And I fully expect by next CitizenCon people to be speaking at least some of the language by that point. Like people will be conversing in like in these languages at CitizenCons. Oh, I'm going to, so many things. Um, yeah, so I'm in agreement with the idea that, I, and it was like when, when I read the, uh, I think players should be forced to learn it to do any business with the alien races, too hardcore. I took a look down at my, um, my, my pedals and my uh, dual sticks and everything I've got set up for Star Citizen and I'm not sure if I'm actually the right person to answer this when it comes to hardcore. And neither sh- neither are you, Crackies. <laughs> um, See, I'm leaning but... on a little bit, you know, easing it upside while I'm still sitting here with the hardcore equipment and I want to learn the languages. Because I always look at mm-hmm. it, the approach of what can you give someone that wants to take the time to do this as a benefit but what can you also do to make it accessible to people who have less time and want to just hop into the game and explore certain aspects might only have three, four hours a week, but maybe they want to do something with the different races and stuff. Like what can you give to both sides that makes it, there's a plus and a minus there's cost benefit to it, but there is more game there for those that want to explore it. Yeah. Yeah. So I do, I do see the ability for Moby glass updates to offer refinement in terms of understanding language um uh <laughs> uh so i'm laughing because we're having Gracky's now having our green screens rated yeah i i can um, see that the crease here is not actually a crease it's two pieces of cloth oh, i can't even i made my green screen the way you did that just reminds me of a website called uh porn for the blind but um anyhow the uh, so for for me, I would love uh, nothing more than the hardcore ability. Now, for true hardcore ability, um, we would want full language where you can only read it or hear it. You could respond. That's not going to happen. Let's be let's be honest about that. Um, but at the same time, Grackies is disqualified. Um, it appears for his his green screen bad grackies. But someone else has given um, me plus two for resourcefulness. It's true, it's true. But uh, yeah, anyhow. Um, so it would be interesting to see whether if if they would have uh, an in game uh, mechanic differentiator for a person who has the the, the like a very high grade one of the highest. Um, you know, translators versus somebody who can uh, see the nuance. And then that accepts that there is an underlying nuance that could be picked up. Um, and that's down to the craft of the writing, um, the objectives, and the and what the rest of the tools can, 
can can deliver. Someone actually brought up a really cool idea, and I'm trying to remember their name, and I'm so bad with names, but they they mentioned it yesterday, which is if you want to speak to them in their native language to get more options, maybe oh, you actually yeah. have to say something to them in the native language by taking the writing to pick the options and matching it together to actually say something the first time. So if someone's something... just guessing, they might end up saying like purple cheese fire hydrant dancing man. And mm. it would make no sense and they'd get laughed at because they were just saying random nonsense. So so kind of like the idea of oh it's a very lovely today day. Um very glad to be here. Do you have any spice? <laughs> do you have any spice? Yeah, yeah. Spice? I, I I definitely want to go into uh, a Xi'an shop and look, spice. Spice, do you spice? Spice, spice, spice. Um, Brooke and Matt says, what game was it that was doing fully typed interactions? Shroud of the Avatar? And then um, Starcycle says EverQuest 1. EverQuest uh, 1 did have fully typed interactions, and it did have secret keywords too, which if you, if you knew what the keywords were, you could just type it and the NPC would respond, but you'd actually have to nice. talk. You had to type in chat the words in local, so you were speaking only in the local area you were at, to get the NPC to chat with you, and it would bring up text, and you'd have to look for what the key responses were to go through the conversations. It was a menu based on actually chatting. Nice. I mean, I still have my vision of what um, our engagements will be like in-game, which hasn't been uh, proven um and i think i mentioned it once but i do like the idea of uh mapping your voice to your um avatar in game <coughs> so that Excuse when me. you say something it happens now that's not uh it's never i mean briefly a couple of years back i think there was uh vague indications but nothing's ever kind of happened there and to be quite honest it's a more of an end game end state thing no guarantee it could ever happen uh, but that would be awesome. But even then, if that did ever happen, th that wouldn't be enough to allow for audio processing of a second language. Yeah, audio processing uh, of the of an, a completely constructed language from nothing that doesn't exist. In, yeah, that would be difficult for a computer to start processing. Not to mention the language is pretty complex. Utterly awesome if it was, but let's it won't happen. Um, yet. So what else? Maybe yet. in six years. Six years. Who knows? Um, so, um, what else has been happening in the, in the world of Star Citizen this week, sir? Oh my god, they had a new show that they debuted just today. Yes, now, unfortunately, I missed it because, um, painkillers, uh, shall we say. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, I was, can you tell us what it is and, and what happened in it? Uh, the new show is the Star Citizen Happy Hour. And basically what it is, is it's in the slot that Reverse the Verse was in. Um, don't know if Reverse the Verse will be coming back or not. They're going through all of their mm -hmm. shows and reformatting, retooling, trying to give us better content and better setup content. They're, they're always willing to try something. But with this mm -hmm. show, it's Jared Huckabee and Tyler Witkin. So... Captain Zylo and Disco Lando, as you know, them are two community managers. Yeah. And they had on one of the community streamers. 
A lovely fellow, I hear. Yes, Meyer Test. So they brought on Meyer big, Test. Big, big shout out to Meyer. Um, I absolutely love Meyer. I had the uh, privilege of meeting and hanging out with him um, last year, and uh, he is just a swell guy. I got to meet him at CitizenCon. Nice. Far taller than I expected. <laughs> He's... He 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 is. Um, was he wearing his cap? Yes, he was wearing his cap. He indeed was Meyer. wearing the the classic Meyer red cap. <laughs> so yes, what uh, what it was is when they announced it, it was a show just where it would be a hangout. They'd play the game, they'd chat. However, they also had a couple of surprise developers come in that sat next to Jared. Oh, cool! And uh, I can't remember both of their names. I remember one was Todd Pappy. But they were playing Star Marine. That's what they decided to play. It was an hour-long show. And okay. while they were showcasing the game and playing through in a, a it was a four-screen box. So it was set up where they were in the top left, top right, and bottom right playing the game. Mm -hmm. The bottom left was just an empty Star Citizen logo to start with. Green screened in. Okay. However, it was set up with chairs there. So when they showed up, they were able to sit down and discuss nice. different points around Star Marine. Things like awesome. how they want heavy armor to behave, which is slower on ground, faster in EVA, because you can put more power into the suit, so you can wear heavier EVA equipment to move faster when you're out in space. Ooh. So th that's in just an idea they're running with. It's not approved yet, but that's a general idea of something that they're thinking about. And that was a cool part, too, was the fact they said, this isn't approved by Chris yet, but this is a direction we're thinking of. So he hasn't approved the direction, but it is they gave us an insight into what they're thinking about, as well as how nice. 261 is coming up and they're already working on fixing some of the bugs, like how arms right now block way too much damage. So if you're trying to go for yeah. chest shots, the arms soak up a ton of the damage where if someone can pop you twice in the head with a ballistic, you're just done. Just like a just like a hornet cowling. Sort of, yeah. The back of the around the engine. Yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, <laughs> this little piece of metal absorbs like 10,000 damage. So the arms were yeah. soaking up like 30 bullet shots and or, or a an energy rifle forever and ever and ever. So they talked about that. They talked about how they want to take a different direction with some of the weapons and add stuff to it. So instead of just an energy sniper, a ballistic sniper, a shotgun that fires slugs instead of the energy shotgun, you know, uh, an SMG. So a submachine gun mm -hmm. type of gun instead of the assault rifle, maybe an energy submachine gun, like how they could have different ammunition types in there. And then they even started discussing things like environment effects where, hey, you've got armor on to deal with ground fighting. That's great. But maybe it's not so good against things like radiation. That's where a spacesuit comes in handy because your suit's designed to absorb radiation and, and not get it into your system. But armor might not be because it's designed to protect you from getting shot. That just reminds me of, I'm just imagining what it would be like to have a, a a shootout in the uh, Banshee system because they covered Banshee in uh, Lawmaker's Guide, and uh, the it does it, it's its star, as it were, is uh, is uh, basically just a, a microwave. It just pulses radiation, 
So extra shielding, different suits. Yeah. Uh, Machination Tim asks, and I want to kind of delve into uh, more about that show, but he asks an interesting question going, uh, what about the melee weapons? Did you get your frying pan? I didn't hear them mention that because I was also paying attention to the chat because I was modding the channel. Okay. So uh, as with like the other big shows and stuff, I volunteer as a mod for their streams just to try and keep control. So sometimes I pay more attention to chat. And since the show just happened, I didn't have yeah. a chance to go back over it and look, I don't think Melee was I mentioned. Know, <laughs> I know exactly of what you speak with that. It can be, it can be quite fun, um, but you, you need to watch the show a second time as it were. Yeah. You don't always um, catch everything. I don't think there was Melee mentioned. If there was someone, please do give the details in chat to us. Uh, okay. But I don't remember melee being mentioned, and I would love melee weapons because I do want a frying pan to beat people with. I mean, I respect you for your lifestyle choices, but that one does always raise an eyebrow. Um, so, so the show actually sounds quite good. Um, now, there's a couple of reasons why I'm saying that because um, it was announced uh, start of this week, I think, and uh, now the reddit subreddit i i haven't really kind of checked the forums this week unfortunately um kind of got off on a on a hot foot with it going Bleh. um and i was a bit concerned that uh uh they wouldn't give they would the the localized community there shall we say wouldn't give it uh, a firm chance but um there have been some more posts. I mean, what's the kind of reception been? There was another post, and actually, let me pull up the title of it uh, so that everyone can check it out. I will post it in chat, and you can put it in the post show. But um, there was another post today, the I'm happy to admit I was wrong about happy hour, that someone basically felt they needed to take the time. They didn't really, they said they didn't post. I didn't go check their, their history, but they said they didn't post really about it in the sort of negative thing, but we're feeling eh, about it when it was announced. However, after watching mm. it and getting to hear the developers talk about what their topic was, which was on the screen at that moment, and there was questions and freeform stuff going on from chat and from Meyer getting to ask questions as well, and being able to discuss while also showing off gameplay, it gave them more than they were expecting from it. It gave them what, more what they hoped for which is it tends to be what star citizen aims for all the time is they mm. do want to give us the information whenever it's available they can't always because it's not always available to give but hopefully they can give us more now a little bit more in pieces because we're reaching that point in the game yeah. where all these systems are going to start coming online all these pieces and parts so we we should be hitting that cycle again where there's there's that information to hand out to us i have in in in, in my head i'm kind of <laughs> i've just seen uh parazen come into chat say good evening grackies and wookie thackeray he, he always make me laugh with that um so i i i'm gonna throw in this kind of counter to um you know but this replacing rtv and and all that kind of stuff because for me now i wasn't a fan of wingman's hangar i th i did not like the presentation style i did not have any i had a lot of issues with it um and when atv 
um, started up, it had a, a lot of things that could be improved upon, and it improved upon. It did. Um, it was a far more, um, I don't know if you use the word right for this, conscientious um, show in that uh, rather than uh, be kind of completely off the cuff, it was aware of um, what needed to be improved, and it did iterate and work through it, and people got more comfortable with it and so on. And I really rate it high, and I'm really loving the new ATV uh, miss you ben um uh, uh but uh really loving it and i saw reverse the verse as being uh one-to-one time not one-to-one time but let's say one-to-one time with the community um team with the the people who uh we would have the most frequent level of interaction as backers and it was always kind of a known thing that they couldn't really talk about stuff and they would like to get a couple of devs to pop in and that did start to happen and we got some info. Now, whether or not them kicking back and shooting shit with us was what people wanted or didn't want, that was the spirit of the show. Um, And as people got, as we're so information hungry, um, I think that... um, rtv became uh like a framework of its community but we bring people in to answer questions and i think rtv started to change so so when i'm seeing this i'm really looking forward to watching this show it feels as if they're trying to merge and combine the best of both worlds it, where you it have did start it did have that feel to it honestly it did have the yeah. old rtv hangout feel but it, it had a little bit of the, the question and answer stuff going on while they had yeah. they maintained that hangout feel to it. Well, that's good because for me, it's like um, as much as I like refinement and improving on things, I do like the fact that we have a somewhat informal kind of shape and setting, and that's what RTV brought. Um, I just hope that that actually. Um, the idea of playing with friends, um, showing stuff off, to me is actually for a show like that more important than getting a lot of the um, the the tech questions answered or the dev questions. Those are are sexy Scooby snacks of num 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 num. Um, but for me, it's just simply um, being kind of having a more direct conversational relationship with the community. And with the people around that, I don't know if I'm making myself very clear. No, you are. It's just it it did turn because people are so hungry, and they the biggest thing is the people that want their question answered and want to know the thing about the thing that they love the most are also the loud ones. So they will just slam chat over and over, like I want to know the answer to my thing because my thing is more important than all the other things, and I'm just gonna put this in all caps and say it thirty times back to back. And I know this because I've had to go no purge. <laughs> and which is a terrible thing because it's it's enthusiasm but it it's also um and and it it would be i mean it's it's not on the onus for cig to kind of respond to that it's 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 the onus is on um the 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 person to politely self-manage temper um, your height <laughs> yeah um and as Star says uh uh, most of the questions asked are answered on the website. 
Um, and Star Circle No Caps goes, Hi, I'm new. Will this game have ships? Um, terrible grammar. Can you fly? Um, no, it these, won't have ships. Are... It will have spaceships. Yeah. Um, so, but this kind of, uh, and, uh, and Parazane says, forums for games are nearly always filled with the most entitled players. Well, I mean, hey, look at us. We're all fairly entitled. We're all very invested. It's just whether or not we understand the value of our entitlement. Um, we're deeply passionate, and we're, I'm very appreciative that CIG listens to us. Mm -hmm. But I also understand that um, my voice isn't important. When there's a lot of voices, it's important. But if my voice being singular and loud, it's it's a fraction. Um um, but I hope more people have that. But anyhow, um, what I'm kind of veering on and kind of streaming on this in my head is it would be very nice if there was some kind of um, like once a month even show where CIG say, let's not go for the high-end questions, the really important questions, but when is Banu uh, Merchant Man coming out? Uh, That's on high-end. Uh, yeah but you know the frequently asked questions yeah um because there will always be these kind of low level questions which will help a lot of people who um basically because it's been asked so many times it's been it's been compacted into something that's actually quite inaccessible and we have background of obviousness in the fact that we actually already know the answers and for us it's so obvious but for them with genuine interest and genuine lack of knowledge um they need to be able to come to an official source or to a source and get that answer um it could be it could be quite interesting if there was some kind of well you know almost like a not like we're taking a hit for the team but just some kind of i mean because it's like um Grackies on this channel um you do an excellent job of getting uh people who come in and go what's this and yourself in the chat um uh you know really help and really kind of you know support and do that it would be great if the star citizen channel either through star citizen or cg community or something could do some kind of similar thing um yeah even if it's like an hour or a half hour once a month yeah get the community team together and it's like hey we'll take questions on you know people that are new to this and want to learn the basics yeah, yeah. now admittedly you're going to get a ton of uh people coming and going no it's the same questions every time uh, and that's um, when the mods but, will go shut up perch shut up shut up shut up but but it's more a case of you know that just uh you know kind of helps people on board so maybe like when there's like big events or like a, a 261 or three or uh something gets released or there's something in the news that comes up like a game star article or so forth um maybe there's an option there that they could look at where they where they kind of you know have have like almost like a an open clinic as it were yeah or yeah anyway, sorry that was just yeah completely i off, think they off. really honestly they they need the they need to come up with the training module again in the game. I don't know, because that training module, as much as I enjoyed it, that took so much work, so much effort, and the game is changing. They're in such a, a tricky situation where... Um, Prequel of Squadron it's an, 42. 
yeah where, where it's an alpha that looks so good and plays so fine that um it's i mean an awful lot of people do forget i think that's an alpha and they feel as if it's a full real game um we're coming up on beta that, that, pretty quick though i think we are we are i mean by the end of the year i'd say um it, it it's kind of like we do need to kind of get there but any time invested in it right now maybe time that's wasted because it has to yeah <laughs> star sickle says uh does this game have a sensible flight system yet or is it still a complete mess i don't answer those except sarcastically or just no oh yeah there, there are people out there that really don't like the current flight system one person and they you know they they like to complain very loud very very loudly when it's not their cup of tea but it's just that one person yeah so i've gone a bit rambly there but uh, i do apologize it just hit me which is like that would be such a fantastic thing if that could be done but um you know and they can even measure it by the volume of new recruits and anybody who kind of signs up gets an email or something just to say hey you know here's our next kind of dropping clinic thing come to twitch around these times it would be beyond awesome um uh yeah broken matt is saying yeah we are due content speed up i think we are a little shy on predicting the speed up after many delays but it will happen soon um yeah we're gonna we are gonna get content speed up um one of the things i know people are saying which is well why aren't we seeing squadron 42 we need to see squadron 42 now uh even i, I, said I take it you even you said that i take it from like two levels one is um it would be good to see where we are with it and to get an update um but an awful lot of what's in squadron 42 for the most part should be kept from us oh yeah so as long as there's an you know for me there's an understanding that um you know shubin is a large part of it and we haven't seen shubin for ages which is a really good feeling well <laughs> um, you haven't seen shubin shut what i may have gotten into CryEngine files and seen it in the past okay hmm uh, they had bits and parts that were left in there and I went, ooh, mm, put this mm, together and this together, mm, ooh, uh, that's uh, shiny uh, mm, mm, shut up, shut up don't want to know, don't want to know don't want to know um, I, 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 I'm not you broke me um, as Mammon Lord says in his chat um, the uh, the the other the other pieces are um, oh fuck, you have broken me damn you with your thing <laughs> <laughs> you know I worked with the CryEngine assets back. I know you worked with the CryEngine assets. Um, but for, for me, it's like... Uh, I am kind of curious as to what CIG can do to satiate people. Um, um, like, for example, Tom Neverwinter says, I just take no Squadron 42 preview as Chris Roberts and high standards. I'm absolutely okay with this. I want it to shine. Um, uh and I totally agree. Uh, I don't want spoilers. Um, and that's like an issue, like, uh, as I was very tired last week, an issue with the Idris, um, which is uh, the Idris is going to be such an 
and and for people in uh, Manchester who's who say Idris, I disagree with you at a very fundamental level. Um, uh, I really want to. <laughs> <laughs> and you're from their neck of the woods. Yeah, I, I I really want to get my hands on an Idris and to play around with it, but I know it's going to be such an important asset for Squadron Forty Two. I really don't want um, it to be revealed uh, until we get some playable form of Squadron Forty Two. Yeah, if um if the Idris is done and we could have it in game in PU and people could like at least walk around it and they own it. Don't let them don't care. Don't yeah. let them don't let them in the address. Don't show it to them. Don't put it in their hangers. Don't give it to them. Don't let them walk around it. That thing is a critical story component. And I've always been behind because I have access to getting on board Idris easily. I yeah. could, I, I could be like, Ooh, it's so shiny. I want to see it. But even I'm tempering myself on, I want that to be revealed as the big story reveal it's supposed to be. So it's not going to be, I get there and I'm like, yeah, I've seen this. Yeah. um, I think one of the rooms that they just had left to do for the address was the missile room, if I remember right. Uh, Yeah, I think that was one of the very last ones. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, um, I would say, I know um, we've, uh, the subs um, are getting a chance to post questions to Chris so hopefully we'll get some interesting questions about where things are going and what that kind of means for the next uh, three to four months um, so hopefully we'll, we'll hear more on that um, but uh, okay so everyone I think that's actually us for our show so we're going to do uh, in this crackies do you think there's anything else no that, that, those are a pretty good covering of topics okay okay so uh, yeah I mean I think it's been um a very interesting week back that wasn't the the typical atv episode it was a special so i'm very curious as to how they're going to i mean it was fascinating for the languages absolutely loved that i'm also eager to see how their bau episode is going to kind of cover the path from 2623 um and give us other additional updates um i'm really excited for this year i think there's going to be a lot of fun pieces of content coming out and uh, I really hope that we'll very quickly get uh, a, a more robust um, um, set of information around the language. Yep. Because, um, you know, just a few little bit of fleshing out so we can actually start to have fun uh, playing around the languages ourselves a bit more directly. Um, uh, there's a guy on Reddit who's been translating people's usernames into... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I want I want us to have ours translated as well by the t- you know uh, fairly shortly, and that'd be quite awesome. I'll have to look at the language um, and see if I can translate mine. Yeah, I think it's I think it'd be fairly doable. Um, uh, but we'll see we'll see how it kind of goes there. Um, but Grakis, uh, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitch.tv/slash Grakis G R A K E E S, as well as on YouTube, Twitter, and all the other social medias. Just look for Grakis. Um, it's uh, twitch.tv slash uh, Dubla Thackery. That's D-O-U-B-L-A-R-T-H-A-C-K-E-R-Y. Um, and you can also find me on Twitter there and uh, lurking around in Gracky's channel quite a lot. You're all magnificent, wonderful beasts of space and uh, we both love you all greatly. 
And uh, with that, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. If you like what you heard, please do feel free to follow us. We also do video stuff as well. And give us a review on iTunes. It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, or just indifferent. We want to hear what you have to think. Well, not everything you have to think. I mean, that, that could be a lot.